Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And I'm back because, you know, that's how it happens. There are certain things that just, you know, gain momentum and then you have to keep on, uh, you know, you have to keep tabs and then you have to make sure that you lay it all across. First of all, it seems that many people are basically on the same page as I am. It seems that we all seem to share the same analysis, the same theory concerning the Iran attack on Pakistan. And also, um, not just the reason why, but also the fact that Iran has realized its blunder, which is something that we kept on wondering. Um, at least I um, said that it was extremely stupid of Iran, that it just exposed itself to the enemy. It actually was baited and it fell into the trap very easily. Um, like butter. <laughs> so that was purely idios, uh, idiotic of their, uh, you know, revolutionary core. Um, um, the thing about the, the core is um, <clears throat> some people have said that it might have done it all on its own, you know, just for, uh, for the sake of its ego, because Iran was bearing attacks. And as a result of which, you know, Iran attacked Syria and Iraq, which I do think is still wrong. You know, again, Iran knows that it is wrong when it attacks another Muslim country. It needs to keep that in mind. But the fact that Iran has realized, not just as a Muslim country, but more importantly as a political, a political geographical partnership that it has, it has realized what a fool it has been made of. Um, the person making it a fool is India, I would say. Now, I don't know if other people have arrived to this conclusion as yet or not. But to me, um, see, the fact that India has had ties, political ties and partnership with Afghanistan and Iran, which is the reason why Afghanistan and Iran, who had politically aligned themselves with India and so with Russia, um, they were anti-Pakistan. And even more so when Pakistan, unfortunately, had the misfortune to ally itself with America instead of going according to Muhammad Ali Jinnah's wishes, which was to have a completely neutral state. Um, because of that, um, in Afghanistan and Iran seem to have forgotten the Quranic verse that they, the non-Muslims, will never be your friends. They can never be your friends. So this is ultimately being proven true. Why? Number one, Afghanistan. The constant interference of India and Afghanistan in its attempt to manipulate, control, reshape, rebuild Afghanistan so that it should be under its control, as it has done with Bangladesh, resulted in Afghanistan being a hot mess. And Afghanistan is in such a mess right now that, as you know, every time the Afghanis have problems, every time now they have wars, every time they have unrest, they come rushing to Pakistan. Many have settled there. We have three generations worth of Afghanis settled in Pakistan. Similarly, people from Iran, the first choice is Pakistan. Whenever there is a problem in Iran, when there was the revolution in Iran, when they had, whenever they seem to have any slight problems, for example, the Sunni Iranians, um, they decided to settle in Balochistan and Pakistan. Then we have, um, from Afghanistan, we have the um, Tajik, Tajiks, you know, or Uzbeks, you can say, um, they uh, they were not accepted as uh, Pashtuns because they were not Pashtuns and they were um, treated very badly by the Pashtun Afghans. And so they also settled 
they're called the they're called the Hazarans. Sorry, it's just that you know sometimes your mind is blank, especially since uh, after the day I've had, which I'm I will come to later. Uh, so yeah, so the Hazaran community that were basically, um, you know, um, persecuted in Afghanistan. They settled in Balochistan. Uh, they took refuge there. So we have a lot of people who have taken refuge in KPK and in Balochistan mainly from these two countries, from Iran and from Afghanistan. So because of that, you know, Pakistan, and remember that Pakistan was initially not a country that was spiraling downwards. It was made to spiral downwards thanks to America and Britain and India. So the constant interference of India in Afghanistan led Afghanistan to be a hot mess that it is in now so that, you know, it just cannot completely stabilize itself. And then, um, as if that wasn't enough, India decided to mess with Iran. Now, understand that, because this is something I said in my last podcast, if Iran could be sensible enough to understand what just happened. As I said, India, Britain, and America are the real allies. All the other allies, so-called allies of America, they're not allies Okay, America does not make allies. America makes slaves to do their dirty job. That's why most of the countries that are allies of America are in ruins right now. It was never in America's agenda or plan to have allies. No, they have one job, and that is to take care of the former colonies of Britain. Keep that in mind again. I've repeated it so many times, but it's essential. Keeping that in mind, we move on to the real alliance here, which is India, Britain, and America. They have joint interests. They have worked jointly to commit terrorist activities in Pakistan. They have worked jointly to commit terrorist activities in Afghanistan. They have worked jointly to commit terrorist activities in Iran. Now, understand that. Understand that, okay? Um, so, the reason why Afghanistan is in such a mess is is essentially because of its relationship with India. India pushed it to be this mess that it is now. Now, Iran had always maintained good relations with India, yes. It has not had very good relations with Pakistan, yes. But at the same time, it has never had bad relationships with Pakistan either. It could never afford to do that. Um, Pakistan is more powerful than Iran, militarily speaking. So, but Iran is also, Iran also cannot afford to do that because of all the sanctions that it has had to go through, which actually makes it a more powerful state in many ways, like Russia. But at the same time, Iran cannot afford, as I said before, Iran cannot afford to make enemies with its close neighbors, Pakistan. Okay. Especially it also being a Muslim country. So, Iran tried, Iran realized the blunder that was made by its core, um, you know, um, which suggests that even maybe even the Iranian government was blindsided by the core and its actions, you know. Um, so because the, you know, the foreign minister had met our minister, they were already in, you know, in cordial uh, meetings and suddenly this happened out of the blue and it surprised everybody. And so Pakistan was like, okay, you know what? Pakistan withdrew its um, ambassador and it told Iran to keep it, to, you know, leave their ambassador back in Iran. 
So the whole point here is, again, as I said, Iran was baited by the United States using India. And Iran fell very badly into this trap. This trap staged by America through India on one level. And again, because remember, as I said, Iran had very, very successfully managed to keep itself secure against all uh, intrusive attacks of America. And America has always wanted to invade Pakistan, politically speaking, strategically speaking, to keep Pakistan under its control so that it can use Pakistan's land. Once again, I'll repeat myself to have control over Asia, China, Russia, Iran. Pakistan is Asia's padlock. Iran just shot itself in the foot very badly by this big mistake that it made. And it has realized, you can see it has realized the mistake that it has made. It has realized the repercussions of what it just did, because as I said, it literally handed itself over to its enemy because America finally has an opening now. The opening has always been Pakistan, using Pakistan. Iran knows that right now Pakistan is in trouble because Pakistan is right now under siege by America and that it will now be used by America the way America has always wanted to use it. And so here we are. Um, Iran <clears throat> attacks Pakistan, even though it later on tries to give an explanation because it realizes what it did. It makes an explanation that, no, we weren't intending to attack any Pakistanis. We were attacking our own, you know, Jashil Adil, that these are Iranian citizens, um, but we don't consider them Iranian because they're not Shias or whatever. But the point is that they said that they were attacking their own people who were working against their country's interests. And so Pakistan basically did the same. Pakistan counterstruck and then said that, you know what, we were not aiming for any Iranian citizens. We were aiming for our own Balochi Liberation Army, um, who are basically our own citizens working against our national interests on Iranian soil. And there you have it. Obviously, the question is that is are these facts? Um, are, is uh, the is Jashil Adil really working um, against Iranian interests using Pakistan soil and vice versa? Are the Balochi Liberation Army using Iranian soil to um, work with RAW to uh, work against Pakistanis national interests? So th this is a valid question. Uh, again, remember uh, the fact that India just screwed Afghanistan and then proceeded to screw Iran shows, again, as I said, not just the fact that the Quran, you should remind you of the Quranic verse, that they can never be your friends, but it also, once again, exposes India as that conniving, cunning, manipulative, ugly bitch stepsister. You know, that ugly bitch stepsister in Cinderella, you know, but make it now conniving and cunning, malicious. You know, that is India. India is not sincere. Just like how America is not sincere with anyone, India is not sincere with anyone. India wants to be the America of Asia. This is also something I've talked about a lot of times. India basically intends to be the America of Asia, which is the dawn of Asian mafia. It wants to control everybody. India 
uh, despite the fact that there is this illusion that India enjoys um, a very, uh, you know, very good connections with the international world, with the global world, with the um, that it enjoys economic connections, it enjoys um, social connections, political connections, that it has very good relationships with the uh, Muslim countries, the Arab countries, that is, and it has very good relations with the Western countries, and that it's, you know, having this uh, neutral um, um, benefits and trade and partnership with, you know, everybody. Um, but this is actually an illusion, as I've said also previously. Um, the illusion being that, remember, India is literally handed over all that it has, all the status that India enjoys is handed over to it. It has not earned a single one of its status. And this is something that Pakistan actually on merit could have inherited or earned the status, but it was forced. It was pushed back down, it was forced back down and it wasn't allowed. So India, whatever it's enjoying, it's handed over to it. And again, uh, India should not be under the misconception that America and Britain are sincere with India. No, at the end of the day, to Britain, India is still its ex-colony as well. India uh, will never be exactly above them or superior to them or their equals. To them, India is just a ground for them to settle into. Once they've taken over Pakistan, then they will settle into India again because they need occupied Kashmir. When anything India does clashes with their interest regarding that borderline, they will just as swiftly turn their backs on India. And I think India secretly somehow inside instinctively knows it. That is why India suddenly decides that it's okay for it to attack so-called terrorists um, in other Western countries like in Canada and that it can dismiss America's investigative processes regarding its movements in Western in the Western world. So, yeah, there could be. But again, you know, that, that, uh, that again can just further go against India. So Israel is working with India, again, simply because Israel and American interests align in the sense that they need Pakistan, right? And they know that the conflict that they have planted, the conflict of Kashmir, is going to serve them for that purpose. It's going to serve them to control both India and Pakistan. And eventually, you know, uh, to finally begin to fight China and Russia. And Iran, remember again, Iran. So Iran literally has realized the consequences, the repercussions of its foolhardy move, the, the very stupid move that it made, the blunder that it made. And now it's thinking that, and that is why it is actually coming for de-escalation. Um, Iran, I think, secretly hoped that Pakistan would never counter-strike and that Pakistan would go for a diplomatic de-escalation. But Pakistan, obviously, because again, that was very stupid of Iran to assume that, knowing that Pakistan is right now 100% under American control. And so America used it. See, America used India to bait Iran to expose itself, which Iran very neatly fell, it fell into that trap. And then America finally got Iran where it wanted it to be and used 
Pakistan to counter-strike Iran. So finally, you know, it's got hold of Iran's foot, literally. It could drag Iran around anytime. And now Iran is, that's why, trying to de-escalate. Remember that Pakistan is not exactly Pakistan anymore. It's not a sovereign state anymore. So Pakistan is literally a colony of the United States. I think all that is left is that we have we need to earn start earning in dollars and have American passports. You know, that's all that's left. Otherwise, we are practically, for all intents and purposes, under America, which means that America is going to force us to realliance ourselves. America's enemies are our enemies. America's allies are our allies, which obviously goes against our own interests and our own foreign policies as a sovereign state, but we are no longer a sovereign state. Keep that in mind. So India may be rejoicing in the fact that Pakistan is finally realigning itself under America's control. But remember, as I said, America is not sincere with India either. America, again, needs India's soil too to get a firmer plant um, along China, or Chinese border, you can say. So um, that signal that Iran thought it was going to give to Pakistan, you know, because I remember I said before that Iran was pissed off at Pakistan because it could see that Pakistan was going against, you know, the interests against the um, collective interests of the Muslim countries in the region. And, you know, um, this was Iran's warning. But Iran realized how wrong this It could have warned Pakistan in another way. Um, you know, it's like China. You don't think that China um, doesn't have the ability to take control over Pakistan? It does, but it realizes the potential harm in making that move. So, yeah, so there is, a, again, that theory that, you know, the Iranian government was probably not even a part of it. It could be, again, one of those elements that America is always planting in every country, you know, like how it is planted in our army, in our establishment, in our bureaucracy, you know, as we know, fifth columnist. So most likely a fifth columnist in Iran finally managed to get that chance to, you know, to attack Pakistan and use it, you know, against the Iranian government. Yes, because this, this ploy has been done by America using Turkey versus Russia, if you remember. So, yeah, this is, de yeah, this is definitely a consideration. Um, so, there we have it. Um, India, as I said, the other illusion of India, that it's very well-connected, very social, very friendly. No, India is actually the most disliked country in the region, in the same way as America is the most disliked country in the world. Um, India is not liked by its neighbors because India does not play nice. India has enmity not just with Pakistan. India wants to control Bangladesh, which is it does. Um, India wants to control Nepal. It has interfered with Nepal's politics, as we know. Um, it has a huge, huge involvement in the displacement, upheaval um, of uh, Nepali politics in the past. And at present, too, it's constantly interfering with Nepal. Um, it has interfered with practically any and every country within its reach. In fact, it, it's, it even does not even stop uh, with China. China that is bigger, more powerful, um, you know, um, India still even tries to 
create problems with China. So yeah, India is not a light country and it may superficially enjoy um, its, you know, sturdy connections, allegedly sturdy connections with the Western world and the Middle Eastern world and blah, blah, blah. But no, at the end of the day, India, the day they decide to strip India of all the titles that they've awarded it with, all the status that it enjoys, um, India will be even worse off than Pakistan. Because again, India has not earned any of it. It has not earned any of its connections. All these connections are made. India was made part of the global market. India was made um, into, you know, this huge um, future, allegedly future superpower because the actual country that they feared that could be one of the strongest countries in the future was Pakistan. And so they had to stomp on that. And the how better to do that than to give it all to India and hoping that because they're giving it to India, so India would, you know, be with them, be loyal to them. That's a different thing that India every now and then, you know, bites its masters. But yeah, India may not consider them their masters, but the truth is they are. Because again, they handed everything to India on a platter. India did not earn any of it. So we are standing at that point right now where um, United States, as I said, I've been saying it for a very long time, that it will incite war. It will instigate war. It wants a world war. So you can see it happening. The fact that they tricked Iran into falling into this trap and create a regional conflict between two Muslim countries. Remember, um, this is also something I've written in my books as well. Um, the 9-11 charade was not just so that Bush could pass the bill for, you know, surveillance, but also because they wanted to demonize uh, Muslim ideology of jihad. Because if you remember, it was always in their plans, greater Israel plans and American plans was always to uh, once again recolonize all the Muslim countries and steal from them, plunder and, you know, um, get all their resources and everything. That has always been the main agenda, to have full control. And they know that it's not easy to have full control over Muslim countries unless you totally, totally disarm them. Um, you make them lose confidence in their own faith, in their own beliefs, you know, so that they should always be defending themselves and always be in a state of apology rather than in a state of um, offense or, you know, to be able to counterattack. So they, the first thing that they did was to break down the whole jihad concept, you know, because it, as I said, it is incumbent on every Muslim nation to wage war against any other invasive country that tries to invade or attack a Muslim country. So because the whole Muslim world is considered one state, one country, one nation, there is no concept of separate countries as, you know, completely separate nations. No, we are all states of one nation. So any state that gets attacked must be defended by the rest of the nation. The Prophet likened it to a human body, that we are all part of a body. So if any part of the body is in pain, the whole body reacts accordingly. The whole, the whole body must have a strategy to deal with it. 
and that is what America wanted to annihilate because that is America's biggest fear uh, and it is a fact that yes if the Muslims unite as one Ummah their whole collective united front is lethal for America it's lethal for the whole Western world and so they decided to cripple that before they could actually sorry um, they, they wanted to cripple that before they could actually take the steps that they are now taking once they're fully satisfied that you know that they have finally put to rest the whole jihad notion because the minute the Muslims will call for a jihad they, they, they have you know brainwashed the world to call it terrorism as they're trying to do again with the Houthis and Hamas you know Hamas is waging jihad which is its right because it's trying to protect its country it's defending its country um, the Houthis are waging jihad yes because they are following the Islamic obligation of defending the country that is under attack the country under attack being Palestine their neighbors they're Muslims they're fulfilling their duty and so America has decided to call them terrorists but the whole world has now finally realized that the true terrorist is America um, and the true terrorists are Europe America and Israel so yes this is going to be once again a world war but this world war is going to be more of a crusade yes it is going to be a crusade um, and in this crusade America and Europe are literally courting their demise so go ahead by all means be my guest and court your demise that's all I have to say for you and to you so here we have it um, people have it seems people all have the same theories analysis and thoughts as I do um, except that I put it more plainly um, I like to be more direct and short while people you know um, which is a very good thing that there are people who give their analysis with references which is really good because that is a very good way to align all the facts and I love listening to them too uh, it's usually the fact that I end up uh, uploading my podcast and then I listen to them and then I'm like oh okay they're saying the same thing that's good to know which is actually um, it's it's something that makes me feel so much it, it's like you know that I'm not the only one you know that there are people out there who can see what I'm seeing you know so this is all I have for now um, Iran is going to work with Pakistan to de-escalate the problem is will America allow Pakistan to de-escalate because Pakistan personally will also want to de-escalate as I said this counter-strike was not a purely Pakistani move this was a purely American move and that was because America designed this whole thing it directed this whole thing so Pakistan's army as we know has been delivering to America it has been delivering to India it has committed all acts of treason it's it in itself is a treasonous body uh, it has to be removed it has to be annihilated and it has to be completely rebuilt reformed right from scratch that has to be done if we need to if we need Pakistan back you know on its uh, 
or its feet as a sovereign state because it is no longer a sovereign state. But again, no other country should make that mistake that Iran just did, the thinking that, oh, Pakistan is no longer a sovereign state, it's under America, let's attack it, because thanks to all of this, you know, thanks to the ousting of Imran Khan, our interests have all been, you know, um, at stake. And, you know, the collective interest that we were working towards has been, you know, finished by America. So let's just finish Pakistan. No, uh, as Iran has realized, that that is probably exactly what America is looking for in order to use Pakistan to wage war. And remember, in, as Liaquat Ali Khan said, Pakistan was not made to get involved in wars. The whole purpose, the whole policy behind Pakistan's foundation was to be able to live in peace. Pakistan will actively help anybody to mediate peace, but it will never be involved and it will never be partnered in waging war. And that is why Liaquat Ali Khan was killed. Remember that. This is... <coughs> Sorry. It's been very cold. So yeah, now I'll tell you about the day and night I've had. Um, basically, what's happening is that these so-called um, leaders of the nation, these so-called uh, managers of the state who said that they are so good at managing the state that they were behind Imran Khan's management of the state. Yeah. That's why we now have not just gas shortage, which is deliberate, but we have load shedding and unscheduled load shedding, thank you very much, together with scheduled in this dead winter. Okay, in the dead of winter, we're getting load shedding. And they're saying, I mean, just look at them, they're saying that we are having a shortfall because of, you know, blah, blah. Okay, forget the shortfall. What happened yesterday? Last night, throughout the night, there was no light. There was no light from basically 10 p.m. onwards. You might argue that, you know, light came for a few milliseconds in between twice. But no, no, forget all that. Why? Because that light that comes with, you know, for just a few milliseconds, that is usually in the form of a power surge or that can cause disruptions. And so it shuts off once again immediately. And then you can forget about seeing any light anytime soon. And that's exactly what happened. This issue is ongoing actually till now till now even as i speak light has we have had power outage um constantly so even when the light does manage to come it comes for a few minutes and then out it is again for a whole hour and then that's it so throughout the night and throughout the day till yet till now it's been going on and right now it is 128 p.m okay and in all of that um, my solar system inverter decided to go berserk on me and it just shut everything down. So I was without light. Um, and then I shifted the load to grid because I was like, whoa, I mean, you know, to me, the errors and the, um, breaker tripping that the, um, the, the inverter seemed to cause on both my DPs. Uh, every time, it, you know, every time we were back online on grid, um, just wreaked havoc. And I was like, okay, I don't even know what's going on here anymore. I don't know who to blame. Should I blame Babda? Because we all know that Babda is definitely having issues and the light it's bringing in is not stable. But it's stable enough for my breaker not to trip when I shut down the solar system. But it keeps tripping when the solar system is on. So I just shut the load off 
the solar system and I changed the whole load to grid. And so when there was no light, there was no light. When there was light, there was light. But at least I had no tripping issues, no explosive sounds. So, you know, but I couldn't sleep as always, as you know, I already have insomnia. And then, you know, so I couldn't sleep. And then in the morning at around seven or eight, um, I had a bit of a shut eye. And then I woke up again at nine because of the beeping, the constant beeping of the system, because I had shifted the load to grid. So the system was, you know, essentially cut off. You can say, I don't know. Um, so there was, and, the, and the, you know, the fact that the Sky Electric people, my solar system installers and, you know, maintenance providers, um, they, they always do this to me, you know, they always waste my time. When the initial, you know, tripping problems occurred three days ago, I was like, come and check it out. They sent somebody who really is not very, um, you know, not very familiar with my system. He was not part of the installation process. He was not part of the second uh, process that in which they, you know, went through to um, give a whole new neutral line because they were illegally using ours. Illegally because it's against the BOP, uh, as per uh, BAPTA rules. Um, so, um, so this time, you know, they kind of pissed me off because, you know, they again did the same thing. They sent somebody who wouldn't, you know, it wasn't really, so that person was like, okay, as far as I can check, there's no problem with your breakers. There's no problem with the systems breaker. I don't really know what's going on, but I think it's, you know, something's causing it. So you should check for any shortening and stuff. My father personally checked the switch that seemed to be causing the tripping issue. Nothing wrong. No wires touching each other, no friction, no damage, nothing. And okay, so then now, last night, because of all the, the havoc that the Babda people were creating with light coming and going, um, now it was a different DPs. We have two DPs. So now it was the different DPs breakers that kept tripping. I'm like, okay, if this is a backend issue and if my breaker has a problem, because apparently even though the technician admitted to me that there was no problem with my breaker, for some odd reason, he seemed to have given the report to them that there's some issue with my breaker or with my DP. Um, so I'm like, okay, if there is an issue with my DP and my breaker, then why is it that now the other DP and other breakers of that DP are tripping? You know, although, yeah, it, it definitely could be because of Vavda, as I said, because Vavda is having a whole lot of issues. These are the people who claim that they can manage our state. These people cannot even manage electricity. Seriously, these people cannot even give you stable electricity, but they are saying that they are giving you a stable country. Mofos, every single one of them. So yeah, so you know, I'm lights issues are going on. I need to have a really hot shower because I am feeling extremely cold and I'm getting ill again. Why? Because of all the movement that I've been doing in the middle of the night and at four o'clock in the morning and three o'clock in the morning and two o'clock in the morning and then seven o'clock in the morning. All the movements, you know, that I've been making throughout the house and it was extremely foggy. And even now it's seven degrees and it says it's sunny, but the sun, the sun is not able to push away the fog. So on one side, it's weird. On one side, you have the sun very weakly shining. And then on the other side, you see this fog right next to it, you know, not backing off. It's a weird combination. Um, so it's 1.33 p.m. right now. And it's Friday, so the Friday azan, the Friday prayers azan has already been 
recited and right now this is the Zohar Azan so I have to pray and uh, really I was hoping I should first have a shower and then pray but I think I'll have to pray and then have a shower so because it's going to be a long shower anyway I need to wash my hair so there you are um, this is the kind of night and day that I've had and it's amazing how it's always during winters that the solar system inverter has to give me such nightmares it's always noticed that even last time it was a november december thing and then again in december it happened and now it's january and again and you know but yeah uh you know it could be a temporary issue again because of the cold as finally uh one of the engineers from sky electric who worked on my system last time in december too and who you know reinstalled the whole uh neutral line and stuff um who's worked very deeply with my system so he was like, you know, I think it just, just, it might be, you know, it could be anything, but it could even just be the fog that is penetrating and causing moisture in the wiring. It could be a temporary thing. It couldn't be anything. And yeah, we agree. It, yes, it definitely could. It could be just a light that's somehow, you know, shortening something. But the problem is it happens at night. <laughs> that's my problem. It keeps happening bloody well at night. Seriously, why? Obviously, why being because during the daytime, the system is not, you know, dependent on grid. So the system is producing its own electricity. And, you know, so even if grid comes or goes, the system doesn't care. But at night, because the system now solely relies on backup and grid, so it cares. So then things trip, you know, breakers trip and stuff. So, but the problem is, you see, that when, when the breaker tripped um, and I put it back up, then the system suddenly, as I said, shut everything down, giving an error. It was giving, you know, um, data invalid and no load. So the system was on, but nothing was on. So I that's why I shifted everything to grid, you know, again, to stay on the safe side, which, uh, according to the engineer, would most probably was because of the error that he got at his end, that there was a reverse current, I think. But again, aren't systems built to protect themselves from reverse current? Or is this system's protection, this kind of protection, where it just it remains on, but it shuts down power to everything? It acts as if it's become a zombie. Is that its protection mode? I don't know. Because one would think that systems, the solar systems that are designed to protect themselves from reverse current, meaning that they would just, you know, uh, halt it and revert back to its own, you know, backup or its own 100%, you know, uh, it would disconnect itself from grid, you know, but keep its backup on. I mean, I would think that that is how protection works in the inverters and in hybrid inverters. But anywho, there we are. And I think for some odd reason, my voice cancellation may not work again, because last time I used the noise cancellation mic, but there was a lot of noise that still came through, which was odd because it never does. So apologies for that but then you do know that i really do not mind background noises coming through to me it's more natural um you know it's not like i'm sitting in a studio and giving you some sort of a radio experience but this is like you know literally us sharing each other's environment making things more real you know so that you know i am a real person and this is a real place <laughs> that i'm in <laughs> so yeah so um I'm just glad to see that more and more people have understood the situation and I'm hoping that Pakistan will not listen to America and escalate the situation.
I'm hoping that Pakistan would let it rest now because Iran is basically, in its own way, apologizing while it's trying to de-escalate the situation. So it's in our personal interests that we do not escalate. Obviously, yeah, China too has mediated again because, you know, China is very aware of what exactly happened, who is trying to do what. And it will not allow them to so easily wage war in this region, even though India is very ready to do so at its own end. Poor India. India is the other stupid country that's going to soon realize how stupid it was and how it's been used. So this is me signing out. Who the hell is?